Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're all having a beautiful day, whatever time it is for you and wherever you are. If you're not having the best day, don't worry, there's still time. The day is not over yet. So stay positive. And hopefully, we can spend this time together today practicing, you know, practicing your listening and hopefully having some fun as well. We're going to do an AMA episode today. And this means ask me anything. I did one, I think, back in April 2020, I believe. And people seemed to like it. I really enjoyed making it. So I've got another one today. And I've got many, many questions to answer from my kind Instagram followers. So if you want to ask a question for a future episode, then maybe Instagram might be a good place. So feel free to follow me over there at English with Michael. Okay, and before I get carried away with talking today, I want to remind everyone about the transcript. So if you do find it difficult to keep up with what I'm saying, then maybe the transcript will help. So if you look in the description, the show notes for the episode, you should find a link that will take you so you can read what I'm saying while I'm saying it. I also want to give a quick mention to italki, italki.com, which is a website where you can have online lessons with English tutors, professional English teachers or just random people that feel like they want to help you. They've got all types of teachers there and it's very, very convenient way to practice your English. I mention them at the beginning of every show because if you use my special link, you can get $10 for free that you can use for your lessons. So that special link is levelupenglish.school slash free. Levelupenglish.school slash free. And if you go to that link, there'll be instructions on how you can get your $10. Just sign up for the first time and you can practice or try a few different teachers and see who you like, see what works for you. If you follow that through my link, I will also get a little bit of love from italki as well. So it does help support my podcast too. I'm also really, really excited at the moment because I've got so many, I think, so many amazing ideas for my YouTube channel. So coming up in December and January, you know, after the lockdown in the UK, I'm going to go out in the streets of London, film some videos to give you some listening practice, show you about the culture, show you different places around London and let you kind of travel with me. You know, you can't maybe travel to London right now, but hopefully you can travel through my videos. That's my idea anyway. I'm really, really excited about this new idea, as you can tell. So if you want to join me on this journey, then I recommend subscribing to my channel. 
I would love to see you there. I do things all the time, live streams, random videos. So my channel is just English with Michael and you should find that just by searching in the YouTube bar. So really excited about that. But yes, I will mention when these videos are released and probably post about it online as well. Okay, so on to the episode today. I have so many questions from listeners and other people who just wanted to know some things about me, some things about English, about the UK. I had a lot of questions about where to live, like living places, traveling. I also had quite a few about teaching and a few just for fun. So I don't know if I can get to all of them. I might not have time. So if I don't answer your question, I apologize. I had quite a lot. But let's have a look. I've got the first question, which is how do you stay motivated to do all the work you do on social media and in lessons? And I had another one, which was kind of similar. And this was, do you have any days off? How are you able to do so many things? <laughs> um, I'm quite happy to get this question because it shows that I guess people were seeing that I'm trying to work quite hard. But yeah, I do have some boundaries. So I'm very strict with my boundaries. One of them, for example, is after six o'clock, 6 p.m., I don't do any work. So I work as much as I want in the day, but I do not work in the evening. That's something I have to be strict with myself with, else I will burn out. And burnout is when you work too much and you get stressed. Another one is on Saturday, I don't I don't work either. So Saturday is another free day. I might do like little things, but nothing that will take my energy away. Wednesday, which is the day I'm recording this, is my day for other projects. So I teach on every other day, but Wednesday is only for other projects, no teaching. So I do my podcast on Wednesday, my YouTube stuff, anything on social media, I do on Wednesday. So yeah, I guess to answer the question, I try to be very organized. I try to do things efficiently. And in terms of motivation, I just love to see the community build around what I'm doing, around the podcast, around my social media pages. I love to see that people are learning together and helping each other. So that really motivates me. I also love to see people kind of finding value in what I'm doing. I think I've never really had that feeling before, but when you can put something out into the world and people say like, thank you, this was so helpful. And that's such a good feeling. So that's another thing that really motivates me. I get a lot of emails as well from people saying, you know, they really enjoyed the podcast or they really enjoyed something else I did. And maybe some of you have considered sending an email. And if you're thinking about it, I recommend doing it because it really makes my whole day. I feel so happy for the whole day when I get an email. So that's another thing that motivates me too. Okay, I do like to talk, so I'm going to force myself to move on from this one for now. The next question, a bit shorter. I had two questions, actually. One of them was, what do you think about American English? 
And another person asked, which accent is good, American or British? Well, obviously, British is the good one, right? You only want to learn British. No, I'm just kidding. I'll always joke about it, but of course, they're both good. And there are more Americans in the world. So if you're thinking about the number of people who use it, American might be more useful. But then again, if you're interested in Europe and England and maybe British accent them. We will be right back to the Level Up English podcast after a short break. I'm Michael Severs, the writer, producer, and creator of The Silver King's War, a podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Stanley L. Silverfield, a first lieutenant in the United States Army Air Corps from Birmingham, Alabama, rode in the nose the greenhouse of the famed Martin Marauder. You can find The Silver King's War wherever you listen to podcasts. I would say it doesn't really matter what accent you tend to choose. Some people like to choose one. Some people study with both. I would probably say both if I was studying English myself. And American English, you know, I hear American English every day, all the time. So it's not so different. from It's not so unusual. You know, even growing up as children, we watch some American cartoons and American people on TV. So it's not that strange for me. You know, generally, it's it's no different. It's just normal for me. Okay, I had another question and they had a problem. They said, imagine you already know the most important English grammar rules and you don't have problems with vocabulary, but you work every day with British people and you still don't have the confidence to not worry about communication. Okay, this sounds like this person's problem that they're having. And they asked, what are your tips to forget this fear of speaking and face this as a normal thing? So yeah, to overcome the fear of speaking, that's a really good question. Something that I have faced in the past as well. And quite a simple answer. I don't know if this is going to be that helpful, but I would say it's just practice. You have to be uncomfortable you have to make lots of mistakes. And the more mistakes you can make, first of all, the more comfortable you will be with the mistakes. It won't be so scary anymore. It's like facing your fears, you know? The second part is you will learn from your mistakes. If you never make a mistake, you will never learn. And I think once you get over that idea, then your fear will gradually go down. But yeah, I think it's like anything. The more you do it, the less scary it will be. So push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I find if you do that, you will never regret it. You know, no one regrets. Well, no, I won't say that. Some people regret leaving the comfort zone. <laughs> but usually if it's like a thing like public speaking or something similar, people don't regret doing that. So see what you can do and push yourself. And there's no limit to how far you can progress. Okay, so another person wanted to know, how can I learn English fast? I get questions like this all the time. I had another one, how to speak English well. Very, very general questions. 
I'll probably do a whole episode about this, kind of giving you general advice on how to learn English from a place where you have no idea. But how to learn fast? I would say it's not really the right attitude to have. I know sometimes you might have a deadline, you might need to improve for some work or a trip that's coming up soon. In that case, just do as much as you can, you know, do reading, listening, all that kind of stuff. But I would say 100% of the students I have that have a high level of English, it's high because they love English. They really enjoy it. They put a lot of time into it, a lot of passion, and they know that it takes a long time. So I would say don't worry so much about the speed of your improvement, but worry about the quality. Worry about the, how good you're going to get and how you can enjoy it and make it part of your life and not think about the end point. It's kind of like travel, isn't it? When you're going somewhere, rather than asking, how can I get here as fast as possible? I think a better question would be, how can I get here and have as much fun along the way? Because I think speed isn't everything. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Anyway, let me know if you have any other opinions. I'd like to hear them as well. Someone asked me, what is the cheapest place to live in England? And I don't know the answer to this question. I haven't lived many... I mean, I've moved house a few times, but I haven't lived in many areas. And right now I'm living as far from home as I ever have before in the UK anyway. And it's very expensive in London. <laughs> so London is not the cheap place to go if you're looking for a cheap place. I am from Cornwall, as many of you might know. And Cornwall is like very rural. It's a countryside. And just to compare their cost of living, if you compare like a flat in London compared to a flat in maybe Cornwall or a small town down there, London might be four times more expensive. So it's very expensive here. Basically, if you go somewhere far from the cities in the countryside, on kind of one of the outside edges of the country, that's going to be much cheaper. But other than that, you might have to Google and find the cheapest places list on Google. Okay, I had a couple grammar questions as well. One was, which one is correct? Get in? a lift or get on a lift? This one is quite simple to answer. We always say in, get in a lift. Or as Americans would say, get in an elevator. We say lift in the UK. Basically, we're getting inside. So 95% of the time when you're inside, you say in, like in a cupboard, in a wardrobe, in a box in a house. So get in a lift. If you say on, that means you're climbing on the top of the lift and that is very dangerous. So please don't do that. <laughs> the next grammar question was, you could say, I love you or I do love you. Why do we say do? This is a good question and the answer is emphasis. So it strengthens what we're saying. Like, I love you. I do love you. I really, really do love you. So it's much, much stronger. And often we're saying it when 
maybe the other person doesn't quite believe us. So the other person says, you don't love me. And then you would reply, I do love you. And you put a lot of emphasis on the do. So it just makes what you're saying stronger. Okay, now we're going to get to some more personal questions, maybe. Quick, simple one. Favourite colour? Maybe blue. I don't know. I never think about it, really. In terms of wearing clothes, I like grey. Very boring grey is my favourite colour. But maybe favourite colour to look at would be blue, because I like the blue sky. And we don't see much of that in the UK. <laughs> now we've got some travel questions. Where would you travel if there were no limits, such as pandemic or money? And why? And another similar one. Which country do you want to visit after the pandemic? So I'll answer these together. I never really let money be a limit for me. And I know that I'm, I'm very lucky because, as I said, the UK is quite a rich country. And many countries around the world are cheaper than the UK. So, for example, if I do travel, probably it's going to be cheaper than living in the UK. So that's one big benefit. And I know I'm very lucky. I'm very kind of privileged to be able to say that. So money doesn't usually stop me, but I'm quite a budget traveller too. You know, I will stay in very cheap places. I'll just buy supermarket food. I won't spend money on crazy things. I'm very, very careful with money because that will let me stay there uh, longer as well. But I'm really desperate to get back to Japan. I had such an amazing time in Japan last year. I love to go back. At the same time, I would also love to explore more new places. Next on my list, well, I've got a few places. I want to go to Russia. Um, don't know why. I just really want to go see what it's like. I've heard so much about it. And I, you know, Russian people are always so, so nice to me. So I want to go and see Russia. I definitely want to explore China. So if there's no pandemic next year, if there's no restrictions, I might go to China. That's a plan. And I really want to go to the USA as well. I've never been to the US and I just want to hear, I want to see these places that I've heard so much about before. So that is my answer there. But hopefully I can do that. We'll see. Maybe I'll see you there. And yeah, that leads into my next question, which was, have you ever wished to move to the US for the rest of your life? The answer is simply no. Um, <laughs> I'd love to explore the US, maybe do like a road trip and see what it's like all around, maybe spend even a year there. That would be cool. But I'm not so interested in English speaking countries. I love the challenge of different countries where the language is different, the culture is different, and it's just more interesting for me. And one thing that I'm not, you know, I've never been to the US, as I said. But one thing I'm not so comfortable with is it's not really like a walking place, as far as I know. In Europe, you don't need a car. You can get public transport very easily. You can walk around the cities. But I feel like most US cities, they seem to be quite car-oriented. So if you don't have a car, it's not so fun. 
And as someone who hates driving, I'm not a big fan of that. So that might be my main reason not to want to stay there. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Someone wanted to know about British English accents. There are many accents in the UK and they wanted to know, in my opinion, which one is the best and why. I haven't put much thought into it. I do like the Irish accent. I think it sounds very cool, um, sometimes quite musical as well, just very pleasant to hear. And other than that, I'm not sure. There's many accents around the UK. They all have different sounds. None of them I particularly like or hate. They're just all different. So I'm not so interested in accents. But there are many accents around the world that I love. I know the question was about British, but I love the South African accent. It sounds a little bit British, but not quite. A little bit more exotic and it just sounds so nice. So it's not British, but I love South African. So just a couple more questions to go today. One of them was, do you speak other languages? Now, I'm never confident saying I speak because I'm not fluent. And obviously, fluency is a very hard thing to define. But yes, so see if you can guess. I'll practice my languages now. See if you can guess what these are. Nihongo ga tsukoshi dekimasu. Okay, second language. Wo ye shueshi zhongwen. Okay, so I wasn't so good at that, but could you work out those languages? Hopefully. So I'm learning Japanese and Chinese. My Japanese, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with Japanese, um, but Chinese, I'm, I'm not so comfortable. So I spoke Chinese that I said my Chinese is not good. Um, I'm not so good at tones. I'm not so good at speaking. But um, yeah, I'm learning bit by bit, very slowly. But yeah, Japanese is my main focus at the moment. Okay, the last question I will answer today is about being a teacher. So someone said, is being a teacher good? And then someone else asked, can you teach in every country all over the world? What documents do you need? So first of all, I love my job. I love what I do. There's many things I like about it. As I said before, I love seeing the progress of learners and students and working together and helping them reach their goals. So that's really gratifying, really rewarding for me. I also love the creativity that I can put into my work so I can decide how I want to do things and decide what is best for me and the work and the students. And I love that kind of ability to make that decision, the freedom. So having freedom is very important for me and I'm really lucky that I can do work that gives me a good sense of freedom. So I'm always very happy to do what I do. I rarely wake up in a bad mood because of this. So thank you everyone who helps support me and helps me do this. And in terms of teaching all over the world, I'm not so sure. I know I've looked into a little bit like Japan. I don't think it's very hard to teach in Japan. I don't think you need a big qualification. So for native speakers, it can be quite easy to get jobs in certain countries, even without a degree, which 
yeah, not always a good thing, is it? But I'm not the best person to ask about this, really, because I've never really been interested in teaching in schools. However, if your question was more about my work, then I can answer, of course. So I can teach from my laptop, which is one of my goals. When I first started, I wanted to work and travel as well because travel was so important to me. So I wanted to find a way that I could do that. For doing that, I don't need any documents. I just turn up to a country, bring my laptop with me, and I can work from my hotel, my Airbnb, if I have good connection. And that has worked very well in the past. So that's what I love to do. Um, For example, last year I was doing a bit where I was maybe working in the morning on my laptop in my room, in the afternoon, going and exploring the city, meeting friends, all that kind of stuff. So if you're talking about teaching online, it's very possible to do that. There aren't many restrictions other than like normal visa restrictions that you will need. If you're talking about classroom teaching, I cannot help you so much there, but there's many resources online that you could look for. Okay, I'm going to end it here. I still had more questions, but I don't want to speak forever. So thank you very, very much for listening. I hope the questions were entertaining. I hope you found something interesting here. And at the end of the episode, this is where I usually mention podcast reviews. So I give shout outs to anyone out there who was kind enough to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Today, I just have one very simple review from a new country, from Belgium. And this is from Makili. And they said, great, best podcast for English practicing. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that a lot. And I'm sure thanks to you, I'm going to get some more listeners in Belgium. So yes, go you. (laughs) So thank you to anyone who does leave a review. And if you want to get in touch with me, my email is info at ewmichael.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think of the podcast. But for now, I'll let you get back to your week. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.